This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. Happy fucking New Year. It is January 3rd today when we're recording. And uh, if you're a patron, a patron on Patreon, <laughs> you're listening to this on Wednesday early and ad free. All our main feed listeners are listening on Friday. So happy Friday. And say hello, Justine. Hi. Happy uh, whatever day you're listening to this on, but it's Tuesday for us. Do you feel any different now that it's the new year? Um, you know, the always the first couple days of a new year, I always have like somewhat of an excited feeling in me. It's like just that like inevitable kind of fresh start feeling. Um yeah. obviously today I'm not feeling that. Um, but, but I definitely was yesterday and the day before. So, yeah, I, um, was thinking earlier today, like, what can you do to carry this fresh new start feeling throughout the year? Because it does, it does feel good and fresh at the beginning of the year. And then it just trails off and it's another freaking year, another day, another, this, another week. So like, what can you do? To kind of carry that feeling throughout the year, throughout the months, throughout the weeks. Is that like a goal setting type of thing? Is it a meditation? What can we do? Because it is such a nice feeling. Um, I mean, I guess if you're doing the whole New Year's resolution thing to just stick with it. Um, stick with one change. And then once you get that set, then more and more over time I think so at least yeah. um but yeah I I think just that and you know I also think like failing at new year's resolutions is a little bit inevitable for the most part like mm-hmm. like I understand like the sentiment behind it and all of that but at the same time it's like if you really want to change something like you're just going to change it it's you're not going to start on Monday you know what I mean yeah I think um probably one of the major issues with resolutions is just making huge resolutions, huge goals, and maybe not having a plan to reach those goals. Maybe being too vague saying, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. That's a huge goal. And if you don't have a plan for it on how you're going to get there, you know, what do they say? If you, if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So pretty much. And then what's the day it's, I don't know, it's not till like closer to the end of January, but there's a day where they, where they, whoever they is, says that this (laughs) is the most depressing day of the entire year because it's when people like realize that they've been failing at their new year's resolution. It's probably like three weeks in. Yeah. It's something like that. And it makes sense too, because yeah, because everyone says like the gym is so busy at this time, but then towards the end of January, it's like not as busy anymore. Like people already start to give up, you know? Oh, I know it was. Well, on the first I went 
more towards the afternoon. So it wasn't that busy. People were back at work or they weren't, or they, it was just the first and they weren't going to work out that day because they were hungover or whatever. And then on the second, yesterday I went around like 9 a.m. So it was just, or 10 a.m. It was bad timing. There was so many people there. And I texted you complaining about it. And you're like, yeah, duh. It's the 2nd of January. Yes. I'm all for people getting into fitness and and getting back on track and, and feeling good about yourself and all that. I want everyone to work out. I think everyone needs to. It's so good for you. But then it's just kind of inconvenient for me. So yeah, rude, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I prefer to work out at home because then I can like do whatever I want. I can use all the equipment at once if I want to. I yeah. can use five different pairs of dumbbells if I want to, like all that stuff. I have like my TV and everything set up down there. So, you know, depending on my mood, I can either like blast a podcast, blast some music, uh, throw on some sister wives in the background. I've like <laughs> edited a podcast while I've been working out before. I've been How like, is that even possible? Because I would just play it on my laptop beside me while I've been working out. And oh, then okay. in between sets, I'll do the actual physical editing. Okay. Um, I've taken notes before while I've worked out at home because I've been like you know, a little short for time and I had to record and I'm sitting there watching like a Floribama Shore episode and typing and uh, nice. yeah, so I, I like working out at home, but I also don't like being around people like, you know, this every time I go anywhere, my biggest <laughs> complaint is that I'm around other people. Ew, so it's so people out here. I know. Yeah. How, how dare other people be in the same so movie theater rude. as me? Like, so how dare rude. you? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, I like going to the gym because I like to get out of the house because otherwise I just get distracted by all the other things that I need to do. But if I go to the gym, like I'm at the gym to work out, that's the only thing there is to do here. So it helps me focus more. But um, I definitely understand the people thing. I, I like to be alone. I go to lunch alone and work on my planner, maybe listen to a podcast. I'll go to the movies alone. I like being alone. I truly enjoy it. So yeah, me too. For like all of my 20s, I would only say until pretty recently, I feel like COVID kind of changed my view a lot on stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I think then that I actually truly learned to love to be alone. Like I was one of those people, like I always wanted to be doing something with another person. And then now as I'm older, I'm like, man, like, what was I thinking? Because being alone is fucking awesome. Oh, so great. <laughs> There's nothing like going to a Mexican restaurant by yourself and sitting down with your planner and getting your stickers out and like, <laughs> or journaling <laughs> or something and having some chips and salsa and not having to entertain anyone. I think that especially as someone who's in the service industry, you're when I go to work, I spend five, six hours entertaining people. It is draining. It's exhausting. You know how that is. You mm -hmm. have entertained people forever. Um, the hours that you spend entertaining is so draining. So to be by yourself is so nice. I love it. Um, I went to, when you were talking about being by yourself like too many people in the movie theater I was thinking about this so we went to see the new Avatar movie in mm -hmm. IMAX 3D last night how and was it 
It was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh my God. I just don't understand how people are so talented and creative and they build these worlds. And it was just mind blowing. And I had never seen the first Avatar movie. So we came home and Ryan put it on and I was like, this looks horrible horrible this looks like oh really i was like this looks like 1995 cd-rom video game is what it looks like that's interesting windows 95 it looked awful in comparison see i saw the first avatar movie in the movie theater and um i i wasn't a fan of it the 3d started to like annoy me a little bit like give me a little bit of a headache i don't know if that's because i fucked up eyes anyways um, oh, maybe, but, but I, I didn't like it. I wasn't into the story. I didn't really get it. Um, and then when, you know, uh, Animal Kingdom at Disney, they have the Avatar world and they have an Avatar ride. And people say that's like the best ride that they've ever been on. I've never been to Animal Kingdom and I haven't been on the ride, but um, okay. people like love this thing. And then, yeah, this new movie came out. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really care if I if I see it or not but the visuals definitely like do look stunning like even just watching the commercial on tv I was like like I know I smoke a lot of weed but that looks fucking trippy it's fucking amazing and to see it in IMAX 3D like the 3D was beautiful like I had I was in the recliner all the way back and I just felt like I was in this other world (laughs) it was amazing so highly recommend like smoke your vape pen get high and then go see it in 3D in IMAX oh my god it was beautiful and it's like three hours really good idea it's like three hours long but I did not care I could have watched another three hours it was amazing it was so good but yeah get high and go see it and then report back you'll love it I think all right that sounds awesome actually yeah it's a nice way to spend an afternoon for sure it does take the whole afternoon but yeah (laughs) nice yeah so let's get the sad stuff out of the way uh uh yeah where do you want to start with it just tell the people what happened? Um, so, you know, uh, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon and last night was Monday Night Football. It was supposed to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, primetime game, whatever, millions of people watch those primetime games. And just mm-hmm. like any other game, um, there's an injury that happens and they cut to commercial break. And Literally, I think the only football game that I've ever watched in my life where there wasn't an injury was actually one of the New Year's Eve games that was on one of the bowl games after the game was over. I was like, huh, there wasn't any injuries because, of course, it's just so common. But most of the time they're like, you know, a sprain or even a broken limb or something like that where it's easily fixed, you know, a lot of concussions, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, um, it's something that we're used to seeing. It's it's a of course a rough game. It's yeah, yeah, it's a very violent, dangerous game. Um, but nothing like this has ever happened. So of course it cuts to commercial break. And when it comes back from commercial, all of the players are just sobbing. Like Josh Allen, he looked like his soul left his body. I had never seen anybody with that type of look of distress on their face. Uh, Tredavious White was like inconsolable. These guys just looked like fucked up. And then they announced that they had been giving him CPR on the field for about nine minutes. So that means his heart stopped, obviously. 
Um, so yeah, nothing like that has ever happened. And, it, you know, they showed the replay a couple times, which is kind of fucked up now that we know the severity of what went on, but, um, he made a tackle and he just stood up and he just collapsed after he stood up. Like it was the weirdest thing. And you even texted me and you were like, that hit didn't even look bad. It did, yeah. It didn't look like really anything happened. And then all of a sudden, like he stands up and he's just like falls over backwards yeah it's it's or so to the strange side or something I can't remember but he falls over and it doesn't make sense it's like what just happened did I miss something and then you rewatch it and you're like no I didn't wow all, all the hits that end up being super bad like Ryan Shazier he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers he got paralyzed and it was actually on the same field the Cincinnati Bengals oh, field shit. Um, but he got paralyzed. He can fortunately walk now. Um, and like, you know, he's somewhat recovered. But like, even his hit, if you look at it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, that actually looks like a really healthy hit because they tell them to like aim lower and stuff because they're uh, now they're all worried about like the head stuff, you know? Right. Um. So what people think it is, is just like uh, this happens a lot in baseball when baseballs will hit you super hard in the chest. It's happened a lot. It's just like one of those freak blows to the chest that makes like your heart give out. Um, oh so people God. think that that happened to him and the most fucked up. Well, all of it's fucked up, but he's not even a starter. So he's actually a backup for Micah Hyde, who's like our star safety player. Oh so if God. Micah Hyde, yeah, like it's, it's he's only 24 years old. Um, so basically they took him to, um, you know, they took the ambulance, they took him in the ambulance to, uh, you know, the Cincinnati like medical trauma center or whatever. And, um, he's in critical condition and that's all we know. Like mm -hmm. I stayed up to like a little after they postponed the game, which one thing I want to say, fuck the NFL, because at one point after that all happened and they took him off in the ambulance, they said the players will be given five minutes to warm up and then we're going to get back to the game. And like I said, Josh mm -hmm. Allen just looked like his soul had left his body. I'm like, that guy's not going to be able to play a football game right now. Like, no, people say that if you witness somebody getting intense CPR like that, like it is very traumatic to the average person. Well, who and knowing that his that heart day. completely stopped, like he died. Yeah, he died on the field and yeah. they brought him back. That's insane. I, I was just looking it up too. And there's still no further update. I, I've been checking too. And the most updated thing that we know as of right now is that he's still in critical condition. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping by the time, obviously this episode comes out on Friday, he's like healthy and like he had a charity going and he's gotten about $3 million in donations since this has wow. happened, which is fucking crazy. Like the last I saw was 1 million. So that's amazing. Yeah. So the, the, be the best thing we can hope for is that he wakes up healthy and he sees, you know, all these people donated to his charity and everything's okay. But like, this is scary. Nothing to this extent has ever happened because even when a player gets like, carted off the field once they break a leg or something most of the mm -hmm. time you get a thumbs up from them you know what yeah. I mean and this is just so fucked up um and it's so fucked up that the NFL was going to make them play and then it was ultimately the two coaches who got together and they said we can't make our teams play this game right now and the NFL postponed the game till god knows like when but I just feel so heavy right now like it's so hard it's like I I feel like I don't even want to watch football again because I'm just going to be so anxious of this happening again like it's so 
fucked up, you know? Yeah. I mean, it definitely is a freak accident. Like something happened just the wrong way that caused this to happen because you've been watching football your whole life. And like, you've never seen this happen before. Think of how many games that you've seen. So um, I do. I also feel bad for the fans that were at the game. Like that's incredibly traumatic to be there to feel the atmosphere to oh man yeah I was saying that I was like man imagine being there because you know when you're at a football game it's one of the most like crazy experiences you'll ever have like the vibe of the crowd like that many thousands of people going insane everybody's drinking everybody's in a good mood like fans are you know chirping each other but most of the time in a fun way and then if this happened like oh my god I cannot imagine um and it's crazy uh, that the Cincinnati Bengals fans have been incredible. Like I saw a bunch of them actually have been waiting outside the hospital. They're doing like oh, wow. a candlelit vigil and stuff. Uh, so pray for Damar Hamlin because this is really, really fucked up. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. Like his mom was at the game. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's video of him like hugging her before the game started on the field and stuff. No. Um, I just can't imagine like that's, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, man, like imagine his girlfriend at home or whatever. I watching this on TV, like his friends back it's at your home. Worst watching nightmare. This on TV. Something you think about that you really hope that will never happen. It, it's hard when your loved one loves something that's so dangerous. I feel the same way when I think about um, race car drivers and dirt biker riders, BMX or like all these extreme sports and games. Oh, and especially like the rodeo, like we went to the rodeo last year. It was so fun, but it was like, these guys are just destroying their bodies and it's for the love of the sport. They love what they're doing. And when you love someone that loves something so dangerous, it must be incredibly difficult to know that they're out there practicing, they're out there performing and it could be the day that you get stomped on by a bull it could be the day that you crash your car and it goes up in flames and that must be incredibly difficult for the people that love them it's so scary I know um I listened to this podcast from an NFL wife her name's Kelly Stadford and she's uh, the QB for the Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, it's his wife. They've been together for like years and years and years. They have four kids together and she does this podcast and she's actually so likable. Like I'm obviously a Bills fan, but I, I love her. She's just very likable and relatable, which is weird for me because like I said, she has ki- four little kids and like talks about being a mom. But anyways, um, and her husband has been has had a lot of really bad concussions this season he's out for the rest of the season and like she's very vocal about wanting him to retire and he's he's told he came on her podcast and he told her I'm not retiring anytime soon and like you love it it's your passion and you know you only have so long that you can do it that your body can hold up you just want to ride the wave until you can't anymore yeah, Ugh. it's it's messed up. And, you know, the we, you and I've talked about this lots of times, like the number one thing that people think about is like the CTE, like you don't think someone's going to end up in the hospital in critical, yeah. like you don't think that you're going to have to watch one of your teammates get CPR on the field in front of you. Like that is so traumatizing. Like, um, yeah, it's the whole thing's just so messed up. And I just think that this is going to change a lot of people's minds about the sport. Like everyone already knew how violent and dangerous it is. But I think this is just like 
taking that one step further, I can see a lot of players retiring after this um, because a lot of them have families with like little kids and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they don't, you don't want to have to have to see, watch your like your child watch you go through that. You know what I mean? And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people put their kids in football as young kids. And I feel like people might change their minds about that now. Um, Hopefully like, man, if I had a kid, I don't think I could let them play football. Like it's really fucked up. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because you have to support people that have the dream and the passion and that they love it. And, um, but you also want to protect them. It's difficult. Yeah. It's, um, you know, like in no way, shape or form, do I want to make this about myself, but as a fan watching that on TV and like, but like football season is my favorite time of year. Like those are the day, the one day a week where I look forward to so much. It's like, that's mm-hmm. my day. It's so exciting. It's like the couple hours where you just, you forget about everything in the world. You watch this game and you're expecting to like have a good time watching it and have fun, whether your team wins or loses. And like watching this happen, like watching them come back from commercial and seeing this it it was very traumatizing. It's so hard. Um, I, I'm just like really want to like pray for him and his family because fuck, I cannot imagine. That's so fucked up. He's only 24. I know. He's a baby. It's I know. crazy. Well, I hope that you're still able to enjoy this sport. I know you love it. It's, it's, it's one day at a time. It just happened last night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, who knows what they're going to do with the rest of the season? Like, tch- yeah, it's very fresh. None yeah. of the players have said anything except for like, please pray for him. So, um, yeah, good vibes. Anyways, nice. sorry. <laughs> so let let's bring the podcast right, back so up. Though. Let's let's on a lighter note. I was yes. scrolling through TMZ earlier, and I see this TMZ presents Lamar Odom sex, drugs, and Kardashians on Hulu. Okay, I, I heard about this. this. I heard about this because, of course, I'm in the Kardashian subreddit. People okay. are fucking crazy. I'm um, curious to see what he says. I have his memoir. It's How actually on my it? bookshelf behind me. And it's actually really good. Um, If you are by any, like, if you're at all fascinated by his relationship with Chloe and, like, what went on behind the scenes, he obviously he doesn't go too intensely into it, but he tells some crazy stories um okay, I, I bet Chris this. I bet Chris Jenner was very mad about his book and oh, you know sure. I, I do think he's doing the Aubrey I was gonna say Aubrey Plaza Jesus Christ Aubrey O'Day and <laughs> and like trying to like milk that little bit of fame that they got from being with the yeah. other person you know what I mean yeah. um so I do think it's a little bit of that but at well the he same has time, nothing like, left he's not playing basketball anymore is he no, no, I didn't think so. Like, what else could he do to make some money? He's got to pimp himself out, and he does have a really crazy, interesting story. So, I'm all for it. Okay, we should watch it and talk about it. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Um, I remember watching their spinoff that Chloe, what Chloe and Lamar or Chloe. Yep, is that Chloe what it was Lamar. called? Yeah, and his um best friend that was in it. With him, mm-hmm. that Jamie guy, he passed away in what 2016 from a drug overdose. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I remember watching that show and thinking, "Oh my God, they're gonna last forever." Oh, like yeah. they are <laughs> so in love. 
wow, at the time. Wow, how beautiful. I know. And I was, I mean, I think we were all shocked when things happened. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very interested in that. So I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, also I have asked, I have asked, uh, I, I have asked Jody and Amanda a hundred times to recap the episode of return to Amish season six, episode six. It's called the most awkward kiss ever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that we should do it. <laughs> Did they not do that show on TRP? Um, I requested it for TRP, but I don't think they did that episode because they didn't really know what I was talking about. Okay. Because I, I feel like they um, they did that on TRP maybe a long time ago. Not not that specific not episode, that episode, but that show. Specific, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I've never seen the show, but oh I'm- Oh my God. I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah, we should do <laughs> god i'm just so excited just thinking about it (laughs) i'm excited for the new season of well first of all thousand pounds best friends which i believe starts tomorrow if i'm not mistaken i don't like that that show's boring to me okay i didn't watch the last few episodes Mm -hmm. but i did like it at the beginning like that vanessa chick like really made me laugh like she was wild she was next level um so I'll, I'll probably give it a chance, but I'm excited for Thousand Pound Sisters a million percent. I miss her that I'm my throat with for. my Chris impression. Word of this day. Um, and I I don't remember if I texted you or this or not, but I think that Thousand Pound Sisters would be a fantastic way to launch our five dollar tier on Patreon. Let's do it. And we can just we can recap an episode here and there or the whole season i don't know depending on what people are into i'm gonna be watching the whole season anyways oh yeah i mean not gonna lie i'm a little bit like this sounds really fucked up because the whole time i was like tammy you're gonna die just lose the weight and uh but now that she has i'm like oh is the show still gonna be interesting does that make me a horrible person for thinking yeah but isn't she still in rehab the second she gets out of rehab she's gonna gain it all back she doesn't give a fuck about losing weight and the only reason she does lose weight is because she's in a controlled environment yeah that's true but she definitely got the surgery though because she you think so she looks very different she looks mm. significantly smaller yeah but even still like even i after having my sleeve surgery i'm two years out i've gained 20 pounds and that's me who like really makes an effort and yeah. uh exercises and stuff so you know i don't know we'll see what happens but um we're gonna get to see her fall in love with her new husband and get married what are the odds that's gonna work out uh slim to none <laughs> you don't think so i actually have a feather <laughs> i guess i actually have a really good segue to what i wanted to tell you about hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline 
right now yes, because I feel like uh, the Slayton family has a little bit of inbred in them in Probably. some extent did, or another. Did you do some deep diving? No. So there's this YouTube channel and I've seen these videos before, um, but I this whole weekend, this is pretty much all I watched. I got into this uh, YouTube channel that is called Soft White Underbelly and it is done by this photographer named Mark Leda. And at first he he had like a photography book where he took pictures of people from literally all walks of life, from like extremely successful people to like drug addicts and homeless people and prostitutes and everything. And he started this YouTube series where he actually interviewed people. And if you go on this YouTube channel, there's interviews with everybody from every fucking walk of life you can ever think of. There's corrupt cops there's prostitutes there's pimps with their prostitutes there's there's people who are like admitted serial rapists like there's also good people as well but there's literally everything you can think of it's so so fucking fascinating and um but the thing that's most interesting uh speaking of like the inbred thing he he does these videos on this inbred family in west virginia called the whitakers and um the family tree and and everything of how they're all you is know. it a circle? Is the family <laughs> tree a circle? <laughs> it's it's so it's it's so crazy to even try to explain. But um, they're they're a family of inbreds. They all live together in this little trailer, which is absolutely disgusting. Like the living conditions are unspeakable. Um, but there's like one of them is named Ray, and he doesn't speak. He more or less barks. He's like, eh, eh, wow. Eh, and he just points to things. Um, all of them, their eyes are going both different directions. Like it's 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 very uh, first it's scary. And he tries to like communicate with them, but you can tell they don't understand like what small talk is or anything like that. Like he'll mm-hmm. be like, Oh, it's a really nice day today, and they just look at him like he's crazy. Um <laughs> there's a video where he actually takes them to Walmart and he says, You guys can get whatever you want any food any clothes anything pick out whatever you want and uh it's crazy to see them in walmart um and these are just like so fascinating videos and of course a lot of people have negative stuff to say about him because there's like an exploitive like element to it but he pays these people he gives them money he goes back and he shows how they've fixed up their trailer or bought a new car or bought new clothes or anything like that because of the money that he gives them from the youtube channel and from people donating and stuff Mm -hmm. so it is more positive i feel than negative it's like anything else it's like where do we draw the line this stuff between that and a documentary series exactly it's the same thing they they signed off on it they're getting paid so they're improved their lives are being improved because of it they yeah why not yeah and apparently these people are like 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 a urban legend almost in west virginia like uh, Mark Leda, the guy who does the series, he said when he would go there, because of course he'd have all he'd have his assistant with him and all of his camera crew, like it's somewhat of a production. And uh-huh. he said that the neighbors are so protective of them because people would like drive by their house and like egg them and laugh at them and stuff. Oh, and wow. he said that their neighbors will come out armed and say, 
like and it's it's crazy too because they actually ran into one of their neighbors when they were in walmart and he just like had his gun on his hip like nothing and i know like you're american so you're like that's normal but for me i'm like so normal and especially in west virginia i'm honestly not surprised at all i'm actually surprised that people are so shocked that there's an inbred family in west virginia (laughs) i'm not shocked but um because obviously, like, I I knew that this happens, um, but to actually see it and speak to them and go inside their house and go through Walmart with them and see how they act and stuff is like a whole other ball game than actually just reading about it or something, you know? Wow. So it's like a whole series of videos. He's got like four or five videos on them, I would say. Um, okay. like I said, he does videos on everybody on every walk of life. So if you, if anybody's interested in this, it's actually a really cool. Like I'm going to look it up for down. sure. Are they super long videos though? Cause I don't have a long attention span. I can't watch like um, 30 minute videos. Some of them are like 30 minutes to an hour. Ooh. Some of them are like Ooh. 20 minutes. They're really interesting <laughs> though. It's not. obviously if you're going to watch them then you're going to take the time to watch them because it's something that's like interesting you know what I mean it's not like a quick 10 minute long YouTube video it's like watching a TV show if you will um but yeah and there was one of the one of the videos he did was on another woman um she was alone from a different family and she was inbred and she reminded me a lot of Amy Slayton (laughs) oh really Um, but it's so sad because she was basically just like used and abused her entire life, raped by every man she knows. She was married and her husband cut off two of her fingers in a in a fight. Jesus fucking Christ. The meat cleaver, yeah. Um and with it's, a meat Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's it's I just like really commend this guy for doing work like this because I feel like most people will turn a blind eye to somebody like that and it it's something that makes most of us so uncomfortable that we don't want to even think about. But like, this is the world we live in. This is reality. And I, I personally just love learning about people from dif- different aspects of life and where they came from, because it's so easy to like judge somebody or make fun of them. Yeah. But, um, but everybody like they're human beings and they have their own story to tell. So it's interesting that he gives them this platform, you know, I can't wait to go down a rabbit hole with that. I bet there's so much good stuff on there. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm excited. It kind of reminds me of the wild, wild, wild and wonderful whites of yes. West Virginia. I love <laughs> that movie. When she I... goes to Taco Bell, that's like the best part. <laughs> Her, what was she asking for again at Taco Bell? She was like, can I get this, this? Like, she can't understand them and they can't understand her. She's but she like, asked yeah, for something yeah. absurd at Taco Bell that they don't serve. And I can't remember what it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that that movie's like, fucking crazy. That's another one that we could talk about because I watched it the first time through, but I was kind of like cleaning and doing other things. And I'd look over and be like, oh, my God. And I could totally watch it again. Yeah. So good. Let's do it. Okay. I like how this episode is just like all of our ideas for the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Have you heard anything about these like two Good Morning America anchors that Barbara TJ Walters, Holmes and Amy Robach? Well, so these two guys were like the third hour anchors and the man, the husband, or the guy was married 
and they were having an affair. And so the affair became public and now they've been like suspended from their jobs. What do you think about that? They were anchoring together, but he was married and their affair became public. This is something that happens a lot when this stuff comes out in the um in the public and I'm gonna sound so fucking ignorant because I can't even remember what team it was or anything but I remember when I was on my Florida vacation watching ESPN and there was some NBA team and the coach had found out that he was having an affair with one of the staff members and he got suspended without pay for a long time and I don't know if he got fired or something whatever um, and I was thinking about this then and I'm like, I feel like, yes, it's so shitty, but I feel like as long as it's um, a consent on both, adults. on both sides and there's nothing like, I guess it is like an abuse of power situation to an extent if you want to look at that. But if it's two consenting adults, like you said, then like, what's wrong with it? It's like it's in like with case, Vince McMahon with like the girl that he was having an affair with or whatever, and he like paid her two million dollars not to say anything or something. Like, oh, I would take that two million dollars in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's crazy. I I feel like it's not really any of our business what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and they're co-anchors, so I it's not an abuse of power, right? Okay. Because they're on the same level. So in that case, I feel like whatever. I'm first of all, who the fuck is watching Good Morning America in 2023? Second of all, I don't give a shit what they do in their off time. What should matter is what they're doing when they're on screen. Now, when it is an abuse of power situation where you have someone who's a superior to someone else, that's when I think the company should take a stand. But if you're talking about two people who are on the same page uh, in their career, and they're two consenting adults, it's really none of our business what's going on. But that's just my opinion. And they've lost their careers over this. It's insane. And um, he just filed for divorce. So, you know, I I was hate listening to Juicy Scoop. And I heard that (laughs) I I hate listening to Juicy Scoop all the time. I can't stand Heather McDonald. But um, there was somebody reported that he's a serial cheater, that it's just something that's probably happened before. So, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I agree. People have How affairs. you get them is how you lose them. I mean, it's a dumb decision on her part, but. Yeah, people have affairs every single day. Um, And if, you know, if people have affairs with people they work with every single fucking day. So it's not, yeah. it's crazy. Um, There's so many, like, back to the wrestling business again. Like, this is something that always happens in the wrestling world because these people will ha- go get signed with WWE, for example, in long-term relationships. And then they're on the road 300 days a year with these people that they work with. They're literally always on the road with them. So, and they're with people like some of the most beautiful women or men in the world with insane bodies that do the same thing that they do. And they're traveling with them and everything. Like, how can you not expect them to cheat? You know it's a I mean? it's a moral clause maybe there sometimes there's a moral clause in a contract so when i lived in tennessee i worked for a company that was um i mean i lived in the bible belt and it was forward facing as a 
Christian company and a Christian um, community of businesses. So like the business, the, the main part of the company owned several shows, restaurants and all kinds of stuff. And they had a moral clause in the contracts. So if you were caught doing something like cheating or something that would make the company look bad when it came to their morals, you could lose your contract and lose your job. It's so interesting to me that a company can do something like that. It's it's so weird. But if you sign the contract and the clause, I guess you're accepting it in order to take the position. Yeah, I feel like that's very American. It's weird. It's very Southern, you know? Right, yes, Southern. It's very Southern. And um, I don't know if that should be allowed. But at the same time, I understand if you had like a Michael Jackson situation or something. In that case that's illegal things that he was doing. And, um, I will fight anybody who says he was innocent. Um, but anyway, beat the charges. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My God, Justine, I'm I'm not hang up on you. I'm kidding. (laughs) I kid, I kid. I kid, I kid. Um, I, I guess I understand how you could put in your clause if you are, if you do something illegal or you're arrested or charged with something that they could terminate your contract. But as far as the moral clause goes, that's so strange to me to think about it. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I feel like if someone's like good at their job or whatever, then their personal and their private life should stay separate for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like you said, unless they're uh, doing something really fucked up. And it <laughs> used to, but now in the age of social media where news travels so quickly and everyone has a camera on them at all times. It's not just, did you get caught by the 25 paparazzi outside? It's everyone that you walk past that has a camera and can catch you making out with your co-star, you know, in public, I guess it's kind of stupid thing to do anyways, but (laughs) some people want to get caught though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, In other news, Leonardo DiCaprio enjoys two women on a yacht. Shocking. Um, Oh, that's news? I thought that was just another Tuesday afternoon (laughs) for him. Here's another heartbreaker. Um, I I hate to tell you this, but unfortunately, the love story for all ages has come to an end. And that story is that Joe Exotic has divorced his whatever number husband fourth husband seventh husband i don't know dylan their their divorce has been finalized so oh, i'm sorry I to break the news to you that yeah for all ages he's the one that in <laughs> in tiger king the the netflix documentary uh at, at the end of the documentary he's like still talking like you we follow this guy for a little bit in the documentary in the second season? Because I didn't watch the second no, season. No, no, no. The first season. At the end oh. of the first season. The second season was about Carol Baskin, was it not? Are you? I didn't watch it. But are you sure? Because I don't know if Dylan was in the first season because he had another husband. Yeah, he was married to two of them, wasn't he? No, no, no. He was. He had three of them. So he had the one that unalived himself, <laughs> uh-huh. the like meth guy with like the no teeth. 
those three were like in a throuple and then and then at the end of the one he was with Dylan like I remember footage of Dylan like driving a truck and like the filmmaker is in the (sighs) front like filming him from the front seat and they're like talking about potentially like trying to get him out of prison or something but no the second season I believe was only about Carol Baskin boring and um the mystery behind you know if she did it or not I think and uh, like I think it went further into that I watched the first like two episodes so boring. couldn't get into it and then I know that they did another one about that Doc Antle guy and I always meant yeah. to watch it because he was like one of the most fascinating people to me because he, he had like a cult of women he was yes. like a whole other thing and I just never did so maybe that might be something interesting for us to watch who knows even I, though it's like uh, a million years late it's but so I know we're so behind on things I love them last week we talked about blue valentine that came out in like 2010 <laughs> listen you know what i watched yesterday morning what 10 things i hate about you that is on my list to watch with alex listen i've been trying it hold to up? get yes the r word is dropped a couple times Ew. in it but besides that it, it holds up very well i've been trying to get blair to watch it for a very long time and he he's just like um no that's like a chick flick da, 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 da. so I just like put it on and you know he was and then it wasn't until like probably 20 30 minutes in what is this and then I said yeah. 10 things I hate about you and we were like laughing our asses off it's so good and um okay I'm gonna watch that with Alex during the band that's like in the movie letters to Cleo so that sounds familiar I think they probably first, had like one or two songs right yeah so first of all their drummer is Stacey Glenn Jones who is not only the singer of American Hi-Fi one of my all-time favorite bands but he's also Miley Cyrus's drummer slash musical director so that's really cool and the singer of Letters to Cleo because they play like a lot of their songs throughout the whole movie and I was like where do I know this voice from Sounds exactly like the chick who sings the Josie and the Pussycat songs from Hmm. the movie and I looked it up and it is the chick. It the is. singer of Letters to Cleo is the chick. So sorry That's to so break cool. anyone's hearts that Rachel Lee Cook didn't sing her own vocals in that movie. But um, but yeah, so yeah, it's a fantastic movie. This is and... like the Lion King all over again. Right. <laughs> Which if you guys didn't know, um, Amanda from We Love to Hate Everything has ruined Jonathan Taylor Thomas for me. And she also and for all say, of those girls at the sleepover, she ruined. <laughs> <laughs> she ruined a sleepover by telling all the girls there that Jonathan Taylor Thomas did not sing in The Lion King, and the whole party just took a dive. <laughs> and Zac Efron didn't sing his own music in uh, High School Musical. He, oh, I think, really? he, I think he was the only actor that didn't sing his own wow. his own stuff. That's interesting. Because when they did the high school musical tour, they had... Whoever they hired wasn't good. Well, when they did the tour, they had the guy who sang it on stage with like Ashley Tisdale and Vanessa Hudgens and everything instead of Zac Efron. Yeah, he's the only one that didn't do the tour because he doesn't sing. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, 10 things I hate about you. for all the little 10-year-olds that went to the tour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually went to see them at Much On Demand before their okay. Toronto show. They had like a little interview and my friend and I went. So that was funny. 
I've never seen that whole movie. I've seen bits and pieces and memes about it, but the I first one so is very good. No, the first one is very, very I, good. I'm going to have to disagree with you. There's no way. We're all in this together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I haven't seen the whole thing, but from what I've seen, I'm going to disagree with you respectfully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snob. Um. Wow. I mean, like 10 things I hate about you. High school musical. We're just really bringing all the fresh news for you guys today. Yeah. And what else did I watch? I've been watching so many like old ass movies. Uh, Blair Witch Project I watched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched. I've never seen that. Is it decent? I don't really like found footage. It Well, first of all, it, Blair Witch Project is like the OG of found footage. Well, like, yeah, that that shit's crazy. Yeah, like it just the, looks bad. The marketing campaign for that when it came out, like whoever Fabulous. came up with that, like brilliant. The it's actual, brilliant. I still didn't see it, but it was the actual movie <laughs> itself. Yeah, yeah. Can take it or leave it. I I totally mm. understand why people like it, but for me, like, if I never watch it again for the rest of my life, I'm okay. Um, it does give I liked you that. Creep. That's definitely not as old, but creep. did you see the second one? Yes, I saw both. And they're making feel... a third too. I think I heard that. Did you like the first one or the second one better? I feel like I fell asleep halfway through the second one. So okay. I definitely remember I the first it. one better. I can't. I think I might have liked the second one better. You might need to revisit uh, Yeah, I might need to rewatch it. Another one that I watched last weekend was Saw, the first Saw movie. Okay. And I remember when those movies came out, obsessed. But the ending was shocking of the first movie. Okay, first of all, I was dying laughing at the beginning because I remembered that like the main guy who's in like all of them, the old guy. I remembered Uh because of course he's like dead on the floor, like blew his brains out. But then as soon as I saw him, I I like remembered that he gets up and walks away at the end, and I was like, yo, this guy was fucking committed to this. First of all, (laughs) second of all, that movie. If you rewatch it, it is so far up its own ass for the first movie of however many that they ended up making. It just went on for so long, like halfway through it. Maybe it's because I already knew the story and how it was going to end or whatever. But halfway through it, I checked out. I was like, okay, this movie could easily be 45 minutes shorter than this. Like, let's get to the chase. Like, every little point had a huge backstory like I feel like they didn't know that it was gonna be so many more movies right and um, I'm debating if I want to like revisit all of them or not in a row I mean I probably will but I remember the second one is like the haunted house like it's like the group of them going through the haunted house I just remember the needles in the pit oh yes Mm -hmm. yeah And I remember the Saw 3, which was the 3D. It was like the two people doing like the tug of war, right? To go through the blade or something. Oh, I don't know. I Um, I definitely. The kills are Alex loves all those movies. I'm not. Have you seen The Collector? Uh, I have no idea. It's a good and underrated one. I have to look at the um I recommend that one. The IMDB or something right now. Yeah, because... look up the R as soon as you've seen it, you'll know if you'll seen it, you've seen it or not. But it's a good one. Two thousand nine. No, I don't think okay. I've seen this movie. Now don't read anything else about it. 
Oh, Madeline Zima's in it. She's in Californication. Yep. Oh, God, I love that show. Okay, have you ever seen the ending of Californication? Because I I have rewatched that series maybe like five times now. And every single, I've never watched the ending because I always halfway through the last season just cannot pull myself through it. I'm like, I don't think I have. As soon as Marilyn Manson shows up, it's after those episodes, it's just like, what am I watching? So I've never watched the finale. I I don't remember him being in that. So I must not have watched it. But um, I saw a clip on TikTok about that showed parts of Jawbreaker from Mm -hmm. the trailer. And I was like, oh, my God, I can just remember seeing that movie. It was so iconic. Every time I see the chick that plays Fern in anything, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's Fern. I don't yeah. remember her name. She's in the Halloween movie. She's in a million other things. Every time I see her, that is Fern. Yeah. And Ma- Marilyn Manson's cameo in that movie is great, too. It's insane. And then just that scene of them walking down the hallway with that song playing. Oh, uh, you're cool. Oh, uh, you're cool. Yes. Uh, I just cool. <laughs> I remember wanting to have that moment in life, just walking down the hallway with your friends, like feeling like hot shit. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's so iconic. It is so good. And I haven't seen that movie since it, the first couple of years that it came out. Uh, I would be interested to revisit that too, to see if it holds up or if it's total garbage. I watched it maybe like three or four years ago now. And I remember okay. really, really liking it again. And Rose okay. McGowan, man, like we can go on a deep oh. dive about that bitch. Like, She's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if she's crazy. Like, is she totally crazy pants or is she? Um, did you ever watch the X-Files going back to David Duchovny? Okay, so neither did I, but I kind of want to because David Duchovny is like one of my number one celebrity crushes. (laughs) Oh, he's so hot. But um, when I was like on Reddit and stuff reading about the inbred family, the Whitakers, um, apparently there is a X-Files episode about an inbred family and people were saying it like remind like the Whitakers remind them a lot of that X-Files episode. But this episode was banned and it's oh. like not on Disney Plus like it, you cannot find it anywhere. So um, I, I was just going to ask you, can't you, even you, buy, you can't even find it to buy. No, it's just I wonder it's if I have one of those weird things of the X-Files wiped. Here. It's like uh, season two, episode six called Home. And it, I don't know, it's not on Disney Plus at least. So, Well, I'm always buying movies and TV seasons and stuff. So I will keep an eye out the next time I go shopping and see if I can find it. Yeah, I would. Um, because I was literally like watching The Whitakers and I was like, oh, this would make a really good horror movie. And then I was like, oh, wait, they already made The Hills Have Eyes. Never mind. Uh, that's another one. I... It's not as good as I remember it being. I did watch it within the last couple of years. Well, at one point when he goes to visit the Whitaker family, and as I tell this story, I don't want anybody to be turned off from watching the videos because um, this was the only time anything like this was ever mentioned in them. But the filmmaker, Mark, he asks, uh, has Ray, he's the one that's not vocal. He's like, have you ever had a girlfriend before? Has Ray ever had a girlfriend? And they're like, well, he attacked the one girl up the road. But uh, he couldn't get her. 
And I was just thinking like, oh my God, that poor girl. Like, can you imagine like is someone like him like grabbing you? And um, it, it's very terrifying. And um, but yeah, the, the 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 creator Mark Leda, he was on Joe Rogan as well. And um, you know how Joe Rogan is. Like, I know people don't like him, but Joe Rogan fucking kills me. And Joe Rogan's like, wait, so uh they live with a bunch of dogs because this family has five dogs. They're very well taken care of, by the way. Like, none of them look malnourished or anything. Okay. Um, but but uh but he lives with like they live they have like five dogs that are just like always barking in the background. And Joe Rogan's like, wait, so he lives with the dogs and he adopted the language. <laughs> Mark's just like uh no I I don't know about that however um but yeah watch those videos I yeah and as we were talking I found season two of the x-files on dvd for six dollars shipped or seven dollars shipped so I might just have to order that but I have to see if this is the actual name of the episode so I'll look it up because I wonder if they already took it off um yeah like or they created this you know for anybody that listens to shore store i think i was talking about this before about are you the one like there's a are you the one was iconic to me i love that show and there's a couple seasons that are just wiped because of stuff that happened back then that like they would never be able to show now and same with the real world like a lot of people say the real world's not anywhere because of the music copyrights but it's like it's probably because of the content that's that's in that you know I mean I guess you would just have to buy the old DVDs before everything got canceled yeah you know anything in the new DVDs has probably already been removed yeah exactly Hmm. let's see see this says it's called ascension and it's like a kidnapping that doesn't sound right does it I don't know I never watched the x-files like I said, and I don't know why, because David Duchovny. I've never watched it either because I feel like I always assumed it was just about like aliens and shit. Isn't that what it's about? It is. I'm not into that. Yeah. Those are the episodes I always skip on Unsolved unsolved Mysteries. Like I'm not into aliens. It's always some like hillbilly in the middle of nowhere who saw the UFO who was probably drunk on his front porch or high or something. Why is it never like some dude in New York City that sees the F- the UFO? Why is well, it never a Wall Street guy? Demi Lovato says that case closed. They she I don't I don't know what I rest what, their bi- what their what their what their pronouns are anymore. She's crazy pants. There's that clip of them on the Kelly Clarkson show. And they're talking about she it. was singing to the alien yeah she says she was like abducted i don't know she's fucking insane so i rest my case <laughs> i also really love the clip of selena gomez where she's like high as fuck getting interviewed on a on a red carpet and she's like i just thought i'd put some blue in my hair for the teen <laughs> vogue party <laughs> <laughs> i um i love her i think that Selena TikTok has made me fall in love with her because I really didn't really know anything about her before, but I keep seeing all these cute TikTok clips. Do you think it's a good thing that um, she and Justin didn't end up together? 
I mean, probably. Um, I I didn't watch her documentary, which is weird because it seems like something I'd be into. But just from what everybody said, like it literally gives you nothing. It doesn't tell you anything mm. you want to know about her, anything like that. Um, I think like, you know, everything she went through and her breakup with him and everything publicly, like I think that's fucking horrible to go through. Um, and I I love her music. I really do. And she's somebody like I have a list of people. Um, this sounds so fucking stupid and narcissistic, but I have like a list of people who I think <laughs> could play me in a movie and she's on the list. That's adorable. <laughs> that is so fucking cute. That's cute. Um, I think that I found this episode on Amazon Prime. It's actually season four, episode two. And it's called Home. Yes. Okay. It's it's on Amazon Prime. Do you guys have Amazon Prime video? Yeah, but I think it's like the content might be differently, differently, different. Well, now I want to watch this. Um, that's probably the only one. I'm so fascinated with the inbred thing, like so fast. I'm I feel like we all are, but it's so incredibly fascinated. Fascinating. It's very fucked up. It's very sad that people have to live like this. And as I said, I was reading Reddit like I do with everything else. And people were talking like there was a couple of people who apparently like live near them. And they were just saying like the healthcare in West Virginia is like like the like if you want to get an abortion, like the closest you have to you can drive to get an abortion is like Maryland, which I don't know how far Um, that is from West Virginia, but far west virginia is like towards in the middle or towards the south and then maryland is all the way up north um there was an episode of love after lockup that was devastating and made me cry and it was about one of the former inmates she got pregnant with her boyfriend she's been like sober and out for like two three years and was in this like healthy relationship with her boyfriend they got pregnant but she had some kind of health issue where she would literally die if she gave birth. And even though she wanted a baby so badly, she knew that she couldn't risk it, that, you know, she had to live. And so she wanted to get an abortion. This was right after they changed the laws in her state. And she had to go travel to go somewhere else to have an abortion. And when she gets to the clinic, there's people standing outside, like, Someone will love your baby, you know, all the bullshit that they pull outside of the clinics. And she was so devastated to have to have the abortion in the first place. She always wanted a baby. And now she's having to face these fucking people who are making it worse. And it's just so upsetting that that's even a reality. It's upsetting. That's that's horrible. And I've heard a lot about how um, clinics here in Canada are like, booked like they're crazy because there's so many Americans coming here and stuff to get get the proper health care that they need Mm. and um it yeah it's so fucking scary and terrifying and it's not even just like oh I'm pregnant and I don't want a baby it's like women who have health issues are getting denied like atopic pregnancies which is so messed up it's like oh so scary well you're killing somebody by not treating that but it's scary and it's Um, not really anybody's business why you're getting an abortion you shouldn't have to prove like your health issue or whatever it's nobody's fucking business and and you cannot like i myself 
the, most likely um would not have an abortion and that's why i had a baby so young um but that doesn't mean that it's anybody like that i'm going to put my my thoughts on anyone else or what i would choose on anyone else and it's nobody's fucking business you don't have to prove to me why you're getting an abortion whether you just don't want to have a baby or you're in a bad financial situation or it's a healthcare thing it's none of my business it's 2022 2023 it's been around for all this time and the only thing that you're doing by taking it away is opening up a lot more dangerous situations yeah, you'll never Gross. get rid of abortion. You'll only get rid of safe abortion. Yep. Because Absolutely. trust me, if a woman is desperate and mm-hmm. it, when people get in these desperate situations, they will do whatever it takes. And it is very, very, very uh, sad and messed up. And um, man, let women do what they want to do with their bodies. That's yeah. all I got to say. It's I none feel, of your business. I feel yep. so fucking blessed that I live in that I live somewhere where you know knock on wood I never have to like worry about having to go through that and I can't imagine if you know you live in a state where that's going on right now it's really scary I can't even believe it happened here it's insane there's um this documentary I feel like it's an HBO documentary and fuck if I know what it's called off the top of my (laughs) head right now but it's about women who get late-term abortions actually And Mm -hmm. it follows different stories and some of the people like, you know, their faces and their voices are blurred out and everything, but others are very like open about it. And it's one of those things that a lot of people are very judgmental on. Like a lot of people will say, well, you know, if you get an abortion when you're only a couple weeks pregnant, like it's just, it's just tissue at that point, you know what I mean? But then once you get into like later term abortions and all that, it's a whole other ball game at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, and and it, and it it's about that and it's saying how there's only like i think two clinics in the entire us that do uh late term abortions like this yeah and it, it's it's just fascinating because it's stuff that you would like i don't know it's like it's something that like i said earlier with the software underbelly stuff it's like something that a lot of people don't think of and they turn a blind eye to but like this is reality and um i think it's important that we that we know that you know different people out there exist and they're going through these things that are like unspeakable to some of us mm-hmm. you know I mean if it doesn't affect you and it's not hurting you just mind your own business I'm not like I'm definitely not on board with the late-term abortion thing because that's when things get really um different and what if what if you have a child who who is so um medically not going to be okay where the doctors are like he's not even going to survive like 24 hours if he's born like there's so many different issues and stuff when it comes to that yeah like it's not it's not still try like i don't know many different things it's not it's not a woman who who all of a sudden changed their mind two weeks before they're about to give birth like it's it's never that there's a milk there's always like a million shades of gray like it's not not everything is ever black and white so I think it's it's just hard to judge I can only say what I would do I can't say what other people should do but and I think if we all kind of have that mentality of like if it were me I would whatever but 
It's not like just, you can have your own opinion for yourself, but you don't get to have an opinion for other people basically. Yeah. Uh, let's, listen, let's listen to the wise to words of Bob Marley. So while you point your finger, someone else is judging you. Mm-hmm. Well, this was intense. Do we have, I know. I feel like I want to say something. On? <laughs> no, I know. Jeez. Well, uh, we're going to have uh, Erica from Surreality on soon. I'm so and- excited for that. Oh my God. I just listened to her episode for season four of The Surreal Life, which is the one that I can remember watching because I remember seeing China and, and Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer, yeah. Rest and in I peace to both of them, I always remember actually. him peeing in the corner, you know, like, unfortunately, that's part of his legacy, I guess. But um, such an iconic season of reality TV. I was so excited to see that come up. And... Oh, Sister Wives, we watched the second part of the tell-all. Isn't there going to be three now? I think there's three. Yeah, and you and I will be joining Amanda and Jody on their live stream. Um, oh, yes. Not on this Sunday, Sunday coming no? up, but the following Sunday. Is it? They're not going to have an episode this Sunday? Yeah, but they're. I think they're doing just the two of them this Sunday coming up and then next Sunday. Oh, so there's four parts? No, I think we're, I think they're doing oh, the we're last gonna part and then we're it. just going to discuss the gotcha. show overall. That is going to be such a fun episode. There's going to be so many of us. I don't even know. I think we're going to be taking turns going taking on. Taking turns. I, it, I think assuming. it'd be kind of fun to see us all lined up on the, oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Amanda came up with her questions and I've already been thinking about them. Oh yeah. So. I have to go back and you'll have to text me what the questions were because I listened and I heard them and, but I didn't make a note of them. I, um, I'm loving watching these old episodes of Sister Wives, like, and I feel like <sighs> Once I burn through that, if I ever do, because trust me, I'm not like doing these crazy binges, like I'll maybe watch one a day. But um, yeah. but once I eventually get through that, another show I really want to revisit is John and Kate Plus 8. Like I've been thinking yeah. a lot about them lately for some reason. And I'm just like, man, she was such a fucking cunt, but she was so funny to watch. <laughs> I remember watching that back in the day and thinking, yeah, she's being a bitch, but she has eight fucking kids. Oh, yeah. You have to like, be a Karen if you have that many oh kids. Oh, my God. How could you even like, because I remember watching that show when I had one kid, one baby, and I just, the thought of having that many children, um, uh, yeah, I still can't. How do you even get them dressed? How do you change diapers? How do you feed them? You have to be a very strict bitch to get anything done. And then you've got your husband who's like your ninth kid, like just wandering (laughs) through life. And I understand why she was sitting on the couch and she's like, can you stop breathing so loud? Do you remember that clip? Yeah. You're just breathing like, <laughs> and it's like, I understand why she you goes, would be teetering on the edge of insanity every moment of your life in that situation. She goes, honey, can you quit breathing like that? And then she looks at the camera and she's like, seriously, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching that show and being like, wow, I can't believe that their marriage is surviving. That's amazing. It's really something. <laughs> not for long and then fucking john's walking around in his fucking um 
affliction and yes, his ed, ed hardy, hardy going mm-hmm. to the club and like dating younger women and i don't know i get it i get it i think i see both sides but seeing her son colin going on his like little media tour or whatever he did i don't know it's so weird to see all the kids grown up isn't that insane oh yeah yeah, it's crazy. And it's I'm crazy. I'm experiencing that now with the teen mom kids cuz Bentley just turned 14. It's it's unreal to me. Yeah, it's crazy. They Which by the way, so tonight um Teen Mom Family Reunion season 2 starts and Ooh. I'll be covering all of that on the Short Star Patreon. So God, the first season's done already? Wait, Family Reunion. Is that the um Legacy? Is that what Legacy was supposed to be? No, so they just aired the next chapter which is all the girls combined oh so there's no longer teen mom og and teen mom 2 it's all one show now teen mom the next chapter all that just finished airing and then there's family reunion which is them in like a remote location together um with like a therapist and stuff yeah like but but instead they have like a therapist and they do these stupid therapy sessions and they do activities and stuff um but this season is it good the first season was very dull. Um, Farrah came back for an episode, which was, and she made an ass of herself, oh, which was very interesting. Um, but this season looks good. And there's, there's so much like hyped up drama going into it because mm-hmm. um, the girls are bringing their moms this time. So the teen moms are bringing their moms. So like Kate's mom, April is going to be there. Like Pastor T is going to be there. Um, the young and pregnant girls are going to be there with their moms. Like it's, all the mom the moms of the moms and uh Roxanne Brittany and Brianna's mom and Pastor T and like Ashley and Brianna <sighs> all got into like a huge physical fight and like they had to send them home and um, I wish I cared about this stuff hype. I just don't I'm see so I, I do I do I wish- I, I'm like I'm like the only person and you know what? a lot of my listeners will message me and be like I don't watch but I just listen to your recap so I appreciate that a lot but you know what? It's something I've been super involved with since the beginning. And I just, I just love it. And I'm going to watch it anyway. So I might as well recap it. And, um, well, and I, I actually... love listening to your recaps because you're so good at doing a show by yourself. That shit is hard. Thank the one you. time I did a show by myself, I breezed through everything I had to say in like 18 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> all right, um, that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I had nothing to say. Yeah, it's definitely really Hard. different. You have to like sit down with like and just almost know, have a know script, you're really, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh the teen mom and also I pre-ordered there's a 16 and pregnant novel and tomorrow's the release date. So I mean? pre-ordered it. It's a book called 16 and Pregnant, and it's just a novel. It's just a book, but oh, it's, it's, just, not it's, it's inspired. It, yeah, it's just going to, it's inspired by the show 16 mm-hmm. and Pregnant. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading that too because I'm so cool. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was more fun. That was a better way to end the show. I think we're good now. I think yeah. we're good. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out at Resting Bitch Pod on Instagram. The Shore Store Pod on Instagram for Justine's show, The Shore Store. 
And uh, make sure you go to patreon.com slash resting bitch pod, where you can find early ad-free episodes for just $2 a month. And soon we're going to have additional content too. So keep an eye on that. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.